Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Done, done, done. Ready? That is the proper thing to do is to done, 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 because <laughs> it fits the situation and my mood. I'm feeling depressed. What's wrong? We're doing this shit. Oh, yeah. And then I forgot that we had already done an email episode where we didn't do this because I forgot the, the skip we made. Yeah. So it was like... uh we did this, and then we did the latest episode, Gemma. So I was happy to hear us back in regular, in regular clarity, or at least me. And then I forgot we had to go back to do this shit. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're it. together we this are. weekend. I know, but right now I'm depressed. So without further ado, emails. Oh, Steve. <laughs> First up, from my guy, Tim Doyle. Um, <clears throat> and I actually played this dude on fucking uh, place the PS5. We played Call of Duty. We play fucking team up to play zombies. Uh, my man, Tim, me, one of his boys, and then my little nephew. Um, dude, it's crazy. I, I know you're not a gamer, and I know I've said this, but if, if you were Call of Duty, man, when you get on with a gang of people and you play zombies, this shit is so much fucking fun. Uh, but I know that's not your world. Um, so <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. You're not even going to try to act like you, you're interested at all. I just, I'm not good at it, and so it's just something I've never done. All right. Well, this is from my, my man, Tim Doyle, because uh, I remember I had asked him a question. Well, let me read it. Aries asked a question. Hey, guys, the other day, Aries asked me, does all the racial talk on the pod bother me at all? I told him no and brought up my upbringing in a military family and how much I've lived in a mixed culture because of that. Well, 
Thinking into the question more, I realized the deeper answer to that question. I'm a married, about-to-be 40-year-old white guy with two kids, a daughter seven and a son four. The racial or Floor Creek conversations don't bother me for a couple reasons. One, I'm not an oversensitive bitch. If I was, I, if I was, would I really listen to the Jew and the Jerk? It's one of the top podcasts, LOL, too. The big reason is that those conversations opened my eyes and helped me. Once again, I'm a father of two young children. The racial conversations that you guys have on the pod are really coaching me up on the conversations I will eventually have to have with my kids. We live in the South, So I know that eventually my kids may overhear or see racist comments or ask, that nigga raped me, daddy. Overhear or see racist comments or ask, they just won't understand. The conversations you guys have on the pod are actually very smart, educational, and put together so well that they are now part of my dad toolbox. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's dad nice. toolbox. That's nice. I want my kids to grow up to be very I'm stealing that Doyle. My kids to grow up to be well-rounded non-assholes. Your conversations have taught me to be well educated well-researched, and had to have this conversation sooner rather than later with my kids when it comes to racial topics. So thank you. The pod has evolved so much since its infancy. I can't wait to see it continue to grow. Much love, Aries and Andy. Timmy, P.S. I didn't proofread this. So, and oh, Timmy, damn it, dog. You almost made it to the finish. He goes in his P.S. P.S. I didn't proofread this. So, I, I get a $10, a lot of money. That my fuck up. LOL. Nigga, you almost made it. <laughs> you got to the ticket tape and then your helmet fell off your head for the Special Olympics. That, Damn it. M- maybe he just stuttered. I, I. Maybe it was a stutter. Stutter butter, nigga. It's a $10. <laughs> and then he put $10, a lot of money. That my fuck up. Instead of that. Yeah. You almost had it, nigga. Yeah. But you know what? You That's Special Olympics. So you still go get your cheeseburger, your small fries, and your three balloons with your face painted on it. <laughs> I like Tim, man. Tim is a cool white guy. You know, I just always, when I, when I play him, when I talk to him, he just always comes off with a very cool vibe. And Tim, as I've said many a times, I want to first thank you but having those conversations with your kids, like I said, it always tickles my taint anytime white people take the chance and, and the opportunities to teach their kids about race and about what we as people have been through because it then creates empathy uh, and, 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 and you need that. And I say take it a step further. Don't just teach them or tell them. Watch the movies. Watch the documentaries. PBS's Eyes on the Prize, parts one and two. Download it from Amazon Prime. Fucking MLK, PBS, Still I Rise. Watch the movies, Selma, Butler, 12 Years a Slave, Birth of a Nation with Nate Parker. All rough shit to watch. All tough on the eyes and on the heart. But you need to see that shit. You need to see it. it, it, it it's as it's brutal as it is to endure it's necessary. Watch that with your kids, man. The 
the reason I, I and I and I talked to you about this recently about sometimes I'm I, I'm like I feel it after after we have these conversations like I feel it I'm like damn I don't want to and then I'll see something else come up in the news and I go dude I don't know if I want to do this all over again but it's so important that we are having this conversation so that it does help other people have the conversation because it has we have to have this and. Uh, and I and this makes me feel better with with what you just read because I know that it's it's meaningful and it's doing something and that's that's the purpose of, of putting ourselves out there. So that's great. I mean, I really appreciate uh, that. Hearing that made me feel better right now. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I must say this, and then I'll get off it. I always felt like you know to just say you care, to just say you realize. Shit's fucked up is one thing. I'm always a fan of putting your money where your mouth is. And unless you're heartless, unless you're cold and without a soul, if you're a human being with any kind of heart in your body at all, any kind of thoughtful thinking process and a thoughtful mind, there's no way you could watch those documentaries and watch those movies and not feel what you're supposed to feel. And and if it changes your thinking or enhances your thinking, in any way, uh, bravo, but please be brave enough to do it because it ain't easy to do and it's uncomfortable, but damn it, it makes a difference. Dude, there we go. I, I'm, not, I'm not saying I, uh, I don't agree with you on that, but I, I, I don't in, in, the, in the aspect is I don't think it's that difficult to watch. I don't think it is because I think it was more difficult for the people that had to live it. So... For you to sit there, obviously, that's an understatement. But for you to sit there and think that it's difficult, I think you, not you, but for the person at home going, oh, this is hard to watch. No, it was hard to live it. Watch it. Learn it. Yeah, I know. But, Andy, you, 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 I, know, I know, look, not, not everybody, you've done, you've done a fair share of your own research, and you're into it, and you do it. So whatever makes you do that, I don't give a shit as long as you do it. But everybody ain't easy like that. You know that that's medicine, and and you know medicine goes down hard, man. Well, and everybody don't like to take that medicine. Like like you said, though, I, I understand it can be uncomfortable. I'm not saying it's not uncomfortable for me, but I don't feel it in the way that the uncomfortable is. When I see it and see and I'm watching it and I get uncomfortable, I'm like, if I'm uncomfortable, just and and this is what an hour and a half, two hours, and I get to go walk back outside and live my right. life, dude. You you owe it. You owe it to history to watch these things. You owe it to history to improve your view, your worldview. You owe it to history uh, because that's why it was recorded and preserved for you so that you can educate yourself. And I'm not just, I mean, go back deeper, man. Go back. Go back. It's just not just America. Go back. History, I, I wish there was better history teachers and better education in school with history and more honest education because... Um, Understanding where you came from is the only way to avoid going to a bad place in your future. And that's what I think keeps missing with people is that they're... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, and, 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 and to white folks that say, hey, it is uncomfortable, I don't understand how uncomfortable it could be if it's just you and all the other white people that are in your house watching it together. If you want to feel uncomfortable, watch it, but be surrounded by half the niggas in Harlem in your living room. Now, I'm going to be on that... That is so on point because, you know, in my life, um, I, I have a mixed crew of people that I'm around. 
And right. I've watched some uncomfortable, and I got to be honest, it is uncomfortable when I watch it with someone that I can see that that has a different effect than just my, than, than just education. When you see someone who's went through some shit or their parents had gone through what you're watching on TV or, you know, what you're, when it, it, that, that is uncomfortable. That you're you're right you're right Aries that is that 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 just changed the perspective quite a bit but yeah but you know what that also adds to the empathy because and, and the reason I'm saying this when you look at your friend who's sitting on the other side of that sofa with you watching this and you know that that his family has went through this if that doesn't hit you deeper and harder there's something wrong with you because right, now it's right. not now it's just not the guys on the TV. Now it's not just history. Now it's someone you're sitting next, someone that if you truly call your friend, man, if you don't really feel that deeper, if that doesn't get you, then I, I don't know how to, then, then there is no getting you. There it is. There it is. Uh, this next one's from my girl. My Sherry Amor, lovely of the summer day. Da, 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 da. Shamar Emery, Snowfall writing. Andy rightfully keep praising Snowfall's writing. I don't know if you're familiar with Walter Mosley. He's an excellent author. He wrote a lot of episodes of Snowfall with Singleton and wrote most of season four. If you're readers, you should check him out. He has a series of easy rolling novels. His most famous was adapted to the Denzel movie Devil in a Blue Dress. Oh, shit. Glad you're getting more listeners, especially females. Uh, click, click for the win. I you see why she's in the side seat with the <laughs> chopper, nigga. Click, click for the win. God, I swear, some of these people are not comics, but they have comedic moments. Uh, you asked a question a while ago: Aquaman or Thor? I and she puts in caps. Hated Aquaman. You know, Shamor, me and you are like the fucking two gay dudes on In Living Color. Hated it. <laughs> it, felt, <laughs> it felt like I was inside Richard Simmons' wet dream. No pun intended. They must have been in the Bay Area swimming the waters of, insert Aries, San Francisco here. Swimming the waters of San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> LOL. I have to go with Thor for the movie character, but always Momoa in real life. Stay safe, your girl. Shamor. Thank you, baby. Always good to hear from you. I know we have lost Farrah. I don't care what she says. Something's going on because I can't believe someone would fall off this much. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm glad you finally let us know, baby. Uh, you said uh, Momoa in real life. Uh, I'd like to, you to follow up and explain to me why that is. Uh, but yeah, I hear you. I told you. Aquaman, they're about to do Aquaman too. Uh, I probably will see it, even though I don't know why. You, 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 you just, did you see uh, Aquaman? You saw it in the theater though, right? No, I saw it. I downloaded it. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I could have took that much wetness and brightness so visually uh, in a big area now visually it's it's pretty impressive on the big screen but i totally understand your feeling on the movie and i and i'm not disagreeing with you i it just it didn't have the right feel again um 
but yeah, um, I'm I'm with her on the on on uh, everything she said. I'm agreeing with on that. That's pretty easy. That's a pretty easy agree on all that. Yeah, I just felt like during the whole movie, every now and then they should have dropped that song in. What is love, baby? Don't hurt me no more. It was just too too much Versace type shit going on in there, um, dude. Vers- that is the perfect designer for that. When you just said that Versace, because the the Medusa hair on the logo and then yeah, all their hair underneath the yeah, water. Oh, that's a good call. Colors and weird yeah. patterns. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, it was a, a gay nightclub in the sea. What is love? <laughs> all right, uh, from my boy, Mookie. Both of y'all and oh, okay. I'll, I'll go ahead and say this now. I'll go ahead and read this thing and then get into this because she already kind of mentioned it. Anyway, uh, both of y'all bugging in regards to Godfather of Harlem. The guy playing Ma- Malcolm X, Nigel Thatch, is murdering the role. Only thing missing is his height. But besides Andy, who the hell cares? He has the swag down pat. Uh, even the stressed sound that comes from his voice when he talks, just like Malcolm. I have been watching the actor since his parenthood, Robert Townsend, sitcom days, and I always said he would be Malcolm X in a film one day, and sure enough, he played Malcolm in Selma, and now Godfather of Harlem. I'm sold on him. Aries, you got to stop looking at a previous portrayal and basing it off that. I noticed you did that a lot, like when you said you can't get past Method Man being a rapper to take him serious as a lawyer. He is doing a great job. That is so much up for debate, Mook. His talk and swag of a lawyer, he is killing it. No, not to me. I thought he was gonna rip the guy playing. I thought he was gonna rip the guy playing Muhammad Ali and Godfather of Harlem. I was shocked you didn't. Now that was a dud. But I'll holler at you. Glad y'all watching it. Mookie, you want to go first? No, I want you to because I want I want you to comment on the Muhammad Ali thing. Again, the Muhammad Ali thing, dude was okay. Again, I, 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 when you see the movie Ali, where Ali plays himself in the movie, who better than yourself? Uh, is Ali an award-winning actor? No, but he played himself. So I, that was enough belief for me. Um, and I just think he's, like I said, Richard Pryor, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, and Michael Jordan. I can't, I, I don't see an actor being able to, one, bring the acting chops and bring the physicality to it. It's either one or the other. Either they're going to bring the physicality to it, but they won't have the acting chops, or they'll have the acting chops and won't bring the physicality to it. But those people, it's very hard to do both. And let me be honest, when I say physicality, I'm really talking about Jordan and Ali. There's nothing physical to bring to Malcolm X or Richard Pryor, but you got to have an actor or a comedian that's able to act but at the same time, be that funny. And I don't know who that guy is, but I don't want to get too deep into that. And then Malcolm X, Denzel was so b- bananas as Malcolm X. Everybody else to me just falls short. Now, I will say, dude on Godfather of Harlem, I am digging him now. He has sold me. But everybody else I've seen play him, eh. Um, the Ali part, that you were gonna the, like, I, I I got why he felt it was kind of a dud, but it's it's not. Although certain episodes he was critical to it, it's not like 
that that's the focal point of this movie. It's 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 pieces of it. Uh, I mean, of the of the series. So that's why I didn't really uh, have a huge opinion on the Ali character in this. Like we we debated before. I, I still think Will Smith did a fine job as Ali. I know that you didn't. I'll do too, man. You just didn't like Everything his cadence. I, yeah, man. I had that cadence. You know who I am. I'm Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> but I thought he did a good job as an actor playing the playing the role. Um, but so getting to that, there's something, and maybe it's maybe it's the way that uh, I look at Malcolm X that I put it in a different category. I I, I just feel like because I, I think that there's an actor out there who could get it even better. That's my personal opinion. I don't know who that actor is. No, no. The, then um, who's the dude in Godfather Harlem? Said uh, Nigel Thatch. Yeah, I, I'm not saying he did a bad job. I'm just saying there's stuff, things that are missing for me. And, and when even and, and not only his not only his situation, not only the acting. I thought the acting's fine, but when they're filming it, this has to do with the director and the way that they cut it. Make them look bigger, man. I mean, I need I Malcolm X Tower. You know. He was exceptionally tall, especially in that time period. Yeah, but I don't know how you finagle that camera wise uh, and make it seem right. You know, you know how short, especially especially in two shots. Well, you I know, know what I, mean? I know it's tougher, but you know how short Tom Cruise is. He never looks like the like the little person that he is. Uh, I don't know, but 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 most of the time you see Tom Cruise, he's on a big screen. Yeah, he's on a big screen, but there's there's angles and things that you can do to 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 give him that that towering look. But you know what? Not, not going back on what I'm saying. Cause I just, I do really feel that feel that there's an actor out there who has to be out just to nail it on all parts. It is like you said, you get, you get into the character. He's doing a good job presenting the character. I get that. But where are the next episodes of this Godfather Harlem? When are we getting these? Well, you're not getting them. Did another one come out? Yeah, well, I, need I watched to... episode five yesterday. Well, then I need to watch tonight before I get on the plane. Speaking of which, speaking of which, um, I got to say, man, I was very disappointed in the season finale of City on a Hill. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I was very disappointed. Um, but this Godfather Harlem episode four was bananas. And episode the one I watched last night, the latest five is bananas. All right. I got to check it out tonight then before I get on that plane. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now I want to go to this next one because he actually talks about this too. Uh, bah, 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 bah. This is from Larry Hodges, Godfather of Harlem. What up, ANA? In my humble opinion, Godfather of Harlem is good, not a great show. I'm okay with artistic licenses generally, but I think the show stretches things a little too much at times. First, Bumpy Johnson was an old man by the 60s, there was no way he was doing as much in the streets as shown in the series. Second, Italian gangsters controlled the heroin supply until the 1970s or so, until Frank Lucas, American gangster, and Frank Matthews, all the black heroin dealers were supplied by the Italians. I don't believe Johnson would have gone to war with the Italian mob in the 1960s the way younger Bobby Johnson went to war against Dutch Schultz in the 1930s, as shown in the movie Hoodlum. The 50s and 60s was when the mafia's power was at its peak. They would, have, they would have had no problem with getting rid of Bumpy at that time if he threatened them. 
I think the show tries to combine young Bumpy Johnson street wars with the stuff that was happening in Harlem in the 60s, which is interesting, but it makes the show less believable for me. As for Forrest Whitaker, he's a great actor and great for the role because he's around the same age that Bumpy was in the 60s. Snowfall is a much better overall show, in my opinion. The season four finale was crazy. Do you think Franklin's mom helped Reed set up his father, Alton? Uh, let me stop for a second. Not at all, because when you watch it, she was totally against Reed killing Alton. So why would she set him up to be killed and then be so passionate about preventing it? Anyway, I don't believe she really wanted to leave her son and spend the rest of her life in Cuba with Alton. That would be a cold-blooded twist. But at this point, I feel like she has brought she has bought into Franklin's lifestyle as much as Franklin has. Keep up the good work, fellas. Larry Hodges. Before I address the first part of what you said, and then also remember, in the season finale, it was Reed that went to Cuba to go kill Alton when 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 uh, Franklin's mother went out to go shopping. So even then, when she prevented Reed from doing it, it showed that Reed still had every intention of taking him out. Um. Now, the first part of what you and you want to address that part before I go to the first part. No, I I don't think she had. I I I I still think that she's torn. Uh, in when he says bought into his lifestyle, I don't think it's just the lifestyle. I think she's trying to protect her son. I think that she was trying to figure out a way to work him out of what out of the drug side and into uh, a, a legitimate side. I think that's her ultimate goal. I do think that she, the lifestyle, when you say it, I don't think she wants the drug lifestyle. I think she, she is hoping with her whole soul to move him into a, into a business uh, professional lifestyle, but make that money uh, because it's, they're not going to go backwards at this point. So uh, that's what I think she's, that's where I think her head's at uh, more than anything else is to get her son in a professional business uh, away from the uh, the drug business. That's that's how I was looking at where her place is in this right now. Um, and dude, I, I'm Larry. I, you might be right, brother, because I don't know the history like that. Uh, and, and, and as I'm thinking about it, yeah, in the movie Hoodlum, I mean, I would I would assume that you know Bumpy, played by Lawrence Fishburne, was in his 30s or maybe 40s. Um, so yeah, maybe by the time the 60s roll around, he is an old man. I don't know how accurate all of that is. All I know is it's a great fucking show. Yeah. They they actually say that it's that it they they actually say at the beginning of it if you read the description that they take uh uh license to uh artistic license in presenting the uh Godfather of Harlem. So the Right. So but you know any gangster especially at that time remember and this is I think this is hard for people to even put together sometimes because we're so used to the way we live today. There's no uh, computer surveillance. There's nothing like you can't track people the same way you can. Things are more open. I would think that, you know, if you could try to get your own heroin connection at that particular time, you might have tried. Yeah, you're going to go up against the uh, uh, the mafia at the time. But Bumpy Johnson, because he already had that experience against Dutch Schultz, I think that he might have been someone who might have seen if there was a way, maybe not have, like they show in this series, go all go all in. But I'm sure that there was some water testing. We're talking about a right. this is a real gangster who went up against some real gangsters. 
Yeah. So I, I, I don't know though. Like you, I, I'm watching the series as entertainment, and I'm not watching it for uh, is is this exactly how it happened? So yeah, I mean, look, if I knew what you knew, and I, and I, Larry, and I knew that would to be certain, would it fuck with me? Eh, it depend again. It depends on how great the show is. Yeah, I might go. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Or come on, but yo, when it's that good. What can you do? Yeah, but it would it would bother me a little bit too. It would bother me a little bit too. So I understand what he's saying. All right, Damani uh, Sylvester, <clears throat> episode two fifty six. Yo, Aries, bruh, let me stop laughing for a minute so I can type this email. LOL. In this episode, when you said it felt like you were shitting a kayak, I busted up laughing for a good five minutes. Uh, you are hilarious. This is my first time sending an email. But I've been here since day one. Loyal like your girl when she finds out you got a promotion. LOL. I definitely enjoy the pod. Keep the laughs coming. Oh, yeah. Tell Andy that he's a cool ass white dude. Thanks, Jamani. I appreciate that, brother. The crazy thing is I'm supposed to go back for another one. I'm supposed to do three sessions, three colon sessions. Uh, so I'm supposed to go back for another one. Uh, shit. This week before I head to Phoenix. And then next week when I get back from Phoenix and I'm going to try to figure out how to maybe record one and then uh, and put it out there. Trust me, brother. I don't like this, man. But damn, <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, so I, I, I got to tell, I guess, all the listeners this then right now. Um, I got my first colonoscopy, not, not talking to colon cleanse, colonoscopy, the camera, the media in your asshole. I got the first one just before I was 50. My brother, I got it just before because my brother had polyps, who's uh, younger than me. He's eight years younger than me. He had some polyps. They weren't cancerous, but they had to remove them. And because I, and I didn't have anything, but because my brother has them, I'm supposed to have it every five years. Right. Uh, I wasn't able to because we're going through COVID. I didn't want to go to a doctor and be around all kinds of people. Uh, I just had to, <laughs> I had to schedule mine. Uh, it's the last week of July. I'm going, I'm going back in. <clears throat> or it's going back it's in. It's going back in. And <laughs> I can't believe I have to have to do this every five, it's supposed to be every five years, but this is, uh, man, when you're watching, uh, if you watch this on YouTube, I'm definitely going to send some pictures. <laughs> oh, because <laughs> you should have to enjoy how horrible my life is in that moment is I'm going to have to enjoy it. Man, how horrible any man's life is in that fucking moment. It is not something I'm looking forward to at all. I'm looking forward to the pro- propothal. That's what they knock you out with. But that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. This man, what shit, at least you out, though. Yeah, I, you're out. But the very first time I had one done, <laughs> the very first one I did, the only one I've done so far... I had a, the, 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 you know, you're laying there and they give you that stuff to kind of relax you to give whatever it is, med- medication, they give you that shot first. And as they're counting me out, like they're going to, now we're about to go out. I noticed the nurse that's coming to do this is very attractive. And, uh. and I'm thinking this attractive woman is going to see me at my absolute oh, dude, worst. I said, I said, it's so fucking emasculating, man. You know, to be a dude. With your ass out and in stirrup position and on your side, it just, it just, you don't feel like a man. 
<laughs> I don't know what I felt like at that moment, but all I was like, oh, man. And then I was out. Uh, that was it. And uh, But yeah, it's happening. It's happening. It's it's going down, or as you said, it's going in. There you go, baby. Shit, man in a hole, with a man down, whatever in the hole, with something, whatever in all the equalizialisms. I know there's a word for that shit. I just don't know what it is. So send me cards and letters. Uh, end, of, end of July. Yeah. Um, hold on one second. Uh, bear with me. Bear with me. Turning my air on because it's hot as a motherfucker. Feels so fancy when you can turn your air on with your cell phone. You 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 living that kind of life? Shit. Um. <clears throat> okay. From Lynn Orser. Uh, white girl thoughts after F90 and 91. And she starts out, new white bitch fan alert. And Canadian too. Sorry. <laughs> hey! Oh, Nicole. I know Nicole, Shannon, and now Lynn. Three white bitches, nigga. I'm a real pimp. I got three Hagen Dazs hoes, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that. All right. Why is the N-word still a discussion for white people? As soon as you know anything about the origins, discussion over. If It's black people's word. It has a very fucked up history that no whitey, no matter how woke or empathetic, could begin to grasp. It's in your DNA, and it's the least, and it's the least that could be given to you as a first step. It's yours. We can't say it in a song, reciting a poem, in a movie, lip syncing, reading, or at a concert. I like this bitch. I think any white person that wants to use the word should dig a little deeper on the why they want to. It won't happen, but I think it would be a great first step to reparations. Another area that no longer. <clears throat> Excuse me. Needs discussion. Just fucking do it. Hmm. Makes me realize why people are why black people are so frustrated. How long do we need to talk about black issues before Bush and Caps? Big ass steps are taken. Anyway, I digress. If I ruled the world, I would officially return it to black people to do whatever they want with it. It's not our business, and it would never cross white lips again. Y'all deserve to own it. When people try to make an analogy or say it's like, it's like there is nothing. There is no comparison to black people's history. Uh, there is no comparison to heinous crimes done, nor the denial that continues. Sigh. Sorry for the rant. Apologizing like a Canadian. Sorry. And then she goes, quick questions. I think the word should be exclusively for black people. What do you think? Brown people mix black have you ever met a puss you did? Okay, well, let me answer the first question. Um, and I've answered this before. Black, Hispanic, I don't give a fuck. You know, we, we, this, you know, Negroes, Negros, you know, we all eat out the same bean cup, nigga, whatever. I don't give a fuck. As long as, you know, black and brown, to me, is fine. Uh, have you ever met a puss you didn't like? Um, yes and no, but yes and no, but yes and no. 
<laughs> uh, you need uh, three. You need to add those face cloths that you worn up and wash her puss face with and send them with episode 27 instructions. Thanks for teaching this white girl. Hugs and kisses. Yeah, baby, I told you, episode 27. That's my Billy D. Williams shit right there. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a beast. I'm a beast. I'm a beast. I'm telling you, I'm a beast when it comes to that pussy. I don't always uh, fuck like a champ. Sometimes I be breaking world records, nigga. But <laughs> uh, I get in the race. <laughs> All right. Um, anything, Andy? Uh, no. Uh, just There's a comedian in uh, Arizona who did, you know, because she said, uh, you know, this is fucked up to say it this way, but it's funny. Um, she said uh, that that's black person's word. And the, the comedian in Arizona, uh, God, I can't remember his name right now. I'll, I'll remember it as soon as the podcast is over. He said, well, technically that he, he's from Boston, too. So you got to imagine this Boston white dude from Boston. And he said, well, technically it was our, our word first. It was in charge over there. Yeah. They got a nigga in charge. Yeah. Wait, go ahead. No, but you could say it. Say I, I like your I can't do the accent. He said, you know, technically, though, it was our word first. Because she said it's um, a black person's word. And she goes, well, technically, he, he, he's a white, white Boston dude. He goes, technically, it was our word first. Well, he's he's right. Yeah, so he, they admitted it. Yeah, so but it's just funny when he says it the way he says it on stage. He doesn't say it, but the way he he goes about it, and he goes well technically, but he does it with the Boston accent. Can you can you believe that niggas don't want us calling them niggas <laughs> when we were the one calling them niggas? How can they hold a word if we hold it? You know, fucking thoughts are grandeur. They have fucking thoughts are grandeur. These niggas they hike they hold themselves in high regard. <laughs> Such fucking high regard. Did you do the Boston accent so nice? <laughs> oh man. Um bop, bop, bop. Uh, Ghetto Casanova for you. Raiders of the Lost Spearsburg. I like that. That's nice. Thank you. What up, guys? Wanted to start off saying I enjoyed the episodes with Kyla Lacey. She's always a great addition to the show. And looking forward to hearing more of her on the podcast. Now I want to add to the killing discussion and I'll wipe my hands clean of it because I know, excuse me, oh my God, you're tired of hearing about it. I know this is your show. You're going to say and do what you want and I respect that because this is your platform. You're set in your ways and you can and you stand firm on what you believe in as I do. I can't change your mind nor can you change mine. I won't verbally fight you or disrespect you by calling you all types of names we can just agree to disagree. All right. Now, I heard you mention The Shield. That was one of my top favorite shows back in the day. I will say it Snowfall-esque with it being raw and gritty, especially since they both take place in the greater Los Angeles area. Season four with Anthony Anderson. Anthony Anderson is the best. He definitely killed it in the... Oh, oh okay. He definitely killed it in that show with Glenn Close. Forrest Whitaker is con, 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 conniving. Detective Mackey's wife is a bitch. Definitely worth the watch. Since one FX shows, I pose a question to Andy. Have you seen Legion? Yes, it is a Marvel show, but, that, that type, but not that type of MCU show. It's only three seasons, but it's like being on a continuous LSD trip. It's about mutants. I feel like there's a fat bitch sitting on my chest, nigga. What's... Ooh. Oh, excuse me. The God Digestion damn. Show again. Yeah, motherfucker. God damn. 
and she's farting on my chest. It's a heavy burn. Uh, it's about mutants with telekinetic powers who suffer from schizophrenia. I would suggest you two to watch it, but I know it'll be hard to understand and you'll have more questions than answers. That's why I think it would be more suited for Andy. But hey, you just might oddly enjoy it. Have you seen the Mortal Kombat movie? What did you think of it? It's it, If not, then it's no rush to watch it. Are you also going to check out Angelina's The Way? Uh, uh, Angelina's They Want to See Me Dead and The Suicide Squad when it comes out on HBO Max. Just more movie review suggestions. Let me stop real quick. Dude, I did see Mortal Kombat. I thought I... I it, uh, <clears throat> I didn't see it. It didn't do nothing for me. It, yeah, but I know, but it's a video game movie. Yeah, I know. I didn't see it, uh, but, you know, it. it's it's a movie that's supposed to be able to translate even if you don't play the game. Uh, <clears throat> right. True, uh, true, you know, I go to my I go to my kids on a lot of stuff like this. True did all the his research with all the clips that were coming out on YouTube, and he was like, nah, don't rush out and see that one. He wasn't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, then see, yeah. Yeah, even my, so my son wasn't into it, so I, I, I knew I wasn't going to be that into it. Uh, Legion, I've heard so much about it, and I haven't start, seen it yet, but I would, like to, I would like to watch it. And I'm glad that you suggested it, because now, now it's going to put me more on it. Keep up the great work, and shout out to Deidre, A.B., Farah, and the rest of the LLL crew, loyal ladies listeners. I like that, brother. Yeah. The Liverpool and African dude, Leroy Furious, Mookie, and Ran Foots, and even that weird ass motherfucker that sulks in the tub. Uh, <laughs> I remember coming in at F95 and went back to start at F1. Now we on F255, and here's to many more. If this gets read before the Phoenix show, then I'll see y'all there. If it's read after, then it was a hell of a show. LOL. Peace and blessings, y'all. Love to you, baby. Appreciate that. Do a couple common things in there. That was good. Uh, yes. Uh, give him the Phoenix dates. Uh, the twentieth, since since he since he brought it up, we'll be in Phoenix, uh, May twentieth through what what is it? Uh, fuck. Was it Thursday through Sunday? Yeah, it is through the Sunday. So the tw- uh, so the twentieth through the twenty third, we'll be in uh, Phoenix at Stand Up Live downtown. Yeah. Oh, you said that. That sounded like a real commercial. Didn't it? It was an Andy at Stand Up Live downtown. Downtown. Yeah. Uh, nice. And then we'll be in Portland the week after, the weekend after, just so everybody knows. They rebooked us on that Portland because uh, it got canceled. So, guys, we're back. And so, have you hit Farrah up on that, by the way? Dude, I really think Farrah's done with us. No. I really do. I really do. Uh, because I just don't understand why she would just completely stop writing altogether. I'm going to be honest with you. I think people got to her. I think them feelings got touched a little bit. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Farrell, we're leaving you some tickets if you want to come out. Just hit us up. Please, baby. Um, Wayne Deshaw. Arthur, Eddie. Hey, Aries and Andy. I just wanted to say your ANA ale skit from episode 255 had me dying laughing. I listened to that at least 10 times. You, t- you two need to do more sketches. Don't waste that idea, too. You could easily market beer with that commercial. Kind regards, Wayne. And I could just see Godfrey coming and going, nigga, where's my percentage? And me and Andy go, we don't have it. All right. Um, I'm on there. Let's get into something a little. All right. 
P. Dot Scott. Cleopatra reference from episode 255. Um, what's good, Aries and Andy? I love your show. I look forward to listening every Wednesday and Thursday. You and Andy are perfect together. I'm so glad you guys worked through your differences and kept the podcast going. Andy gets a lot of crap, but I respect and look forward to his commentary and views on things. Don't ever back down, Andy. Stay in your ground <laughs> and keep making narrow-minded people mad. It's hard to find real unfiltered content like this from famous people like Aries these days. I've been a fan of Aries since he was playing Mace on Mad TV. I also saw you at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco about 10 years ago. Hilarious, man. But once I saw your interviews on Vlad TV and Drink Champs, I yearned for more. It started turning into the podcast, of, uh, tuning into the podcast a few years ago. I got my best friends, Chris and Color, hooked on the show as well. We will definitely be at y'all next show at the Bay Area in Cali. Um, I got a burp, dude. Excuse me. Hold on. Aries. <laughs> It's for your comment about Cleopatra not looking like Elizabeth Taylor. I have to disagree a little bit. Cleopatra may not have been as beautiful as Elizabeth Taylor was due to all the royal inbreeding for her, uh, inbreeding her family practice like most Egyptian royal families did in the ancient world. But being that Cleopatra was of Greek descent, she actually looked more white or European than African. As a black man, I was shocked to find this out a few years ago. Her, oh, now how do you pronounce this? P-T-O-L-E-M-A-I-C. Yeah, you got it. The way you spelled it. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. But Ptolemaic? Yeah. That's funny. You got it the way you spelled it. <laughs> Her Ptolemaic family came into power when Alexander the Great of Macedonia Greece conquered Egypt. This is why I didn't finish school, nigga. This, this <laughs> nigga, I had to bail, nigga. This hurts my head. Cleopatra, Cleopatra was the last pharaoh of Egypt, but was indeed not Egyptian. She was from a long line of colonizers from Greece. Hey, before I get out of here, I have a question slash suggestion. Have you guys thought about adding a podcast segment before or after your comedy shows? I think it would be a great idea, and maybe you guys can record these as a third podcast during the week on Fridays or Saturdays. It may actually grow your fan base. God bless you both. Hope to catch y'all on tour soon. One love. Uh, Andy, I'm going to let you go first because you might be a little bit more educated here. Uh, well, first, I'm going to tell you that since you said Bay Area, I know you mean San Francisco, but we will be in San Jose June 18th through the 20th at the improv out there just to let everybody know. Uh, and yeah, cause I know that's like an hour out of your way. Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I knew there, I, I didn't know to the detail that he put in it. I knew that there was a European factor in there. Uh, but Greeks back then weren't, uh, Greeks aren't, are, uh, Greeks. You can still see are Greek. They don't look necessarily white. They're whitish. Uh, so I, I, but I understood your point that you were making is that uh, American movie making likes, and, and to my point, as I said, American movies, especially at that time, were made for white people to look like white people because that's what white people understood, understand, and like. 
so that that that's a major part of it. But uh, to his point, yeah, she wasn't uh, she wasn't African. She wasn't uh, she wasn't of the same uh, darker skin. She was she was more of an olive person. So what whatever. Uh, I understood the point you were making though, and I don't think it takes away from. Don't, the point. Doesn't it? But 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 doesn't it all derive? to some degree, from black people. Because that's like they say Sicilians are like niggas anyway. They're like, there's a, there's a bloodline somewhere in there. The origin of all of us have come from Africa. All right, then, nigga, shit. What are you talking about? But, it, it, you know, depending on how you believe hum- humans were spread across the earth, when uh, whatever the descendants ended up in the Arctic temperatures... Those are the people who ended up becoming like cave people, and those are the people who lost uh, their their color because they had to be able to absorb vitamin D. You didn't drink. You, that's how you got vitamin D was from the sun. And if you weren't getting enough sun because you were in a cave because it's cold and because there's not this is this is over the this is how the the evolving of different skin colors is how it works. From my understanding, I'm sure there's a lot more that goes into this. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm not a scientist here, so I'm not going to try to. But that that's my basic understanding of how we got so many tones, and it it depends how we ended up, how we populated the Earth, and over, you know, over our our, our period on the on on the planet. So I I don't know. But as far as I'm concerned, they all come from niggas. End of story. That's case. <laughs> yes. To, to what you just said, yes. All right. Osis, Osiris, Osiris Ruff, nods and belly. Hello, you guys. Long time since I wrote in, but I had to write in after listening to the last few episodes. Real quick, can we please make the nods and belly narrating his life a weekly bit? <laughs> I died as you were describing how much Keisha loved him because the grease was fly, frying, frying on her tits. Or how he had to take a shit with nothing but his Tims and his gun in his hand. And the beat would drop. And also, the shield. I have been emailing for a long time. And every time I emailed, I recommend the shield. Look, I understand your concern. Before, let me stop. Dude, I tried. And maybe it's because it was late and I was tired. But I tried to check out. I was like, fuck it. Let me just watch something that based on the description. Let me just check something new out tried to watch and watch this Netflix series called Narcos. Uh, I got halfway through the first episode and I bailed because it was too much. And I know the whole thing ain't like this, but it was too much subtitles. Uh, and I don't like to mix entertainment and leisure with reading because I'm supposed to be relaxing. Nigga. I'm not supposed to be reading. Um, and Michael Pena is in it, who I like, who's a respectable Latin actor. So I might pick it back up, but I, then again, I'm not sure. So if there's anybody out there that's familiar with this series called Narcos about the Mexican drug cartel in Mexico on Netflix, let me know if it's worth watching. Um, I, uh, let me see. Look, I understand your concern about the grit of the show since it's on FX. But trust me, it is gritty as fuck. Seriously, it's shocking some of the things they let fly during that time on FX. It truly set the stage for shows like Snowfall, Breaking Bad, and Sons of Anarchy because it was the first show not on a premium cable channel to tackle edgy and raw subject matter and remaining authentic at the same time. 
You are doing yourself a great disservice by not watching this show. Again, keep up the good work. Can't wait to see you guys on East Coast. Dude, I think I'm going to really settle down and check out The Shield at the Phoenix. I think that's my next one. Uh, I want to watch it because it's Michael Chiklis, and uh, I think I said his name right. Uh, he, he right. I, I think he's a good actor, so I, I definitely want to check it out. Uh, but you know, it, it, it's tough going backwards. That's that's the thing. There's so much coming at us right now that they're making new right now, or you know, recent. And this is an older show, but yeah, I still it's something I'd still like to get to. Yeah, I would too. And and you know, the more and more and more and more you hear people talk about it and big it up, you start to go, damn, I'm you, you don't want to miss out. Um. So yeah, man, I, I'm a, I'm gonna check it out. Um. I'm, I'm into Godfather in Harlem. I finished City on the Hill season two. Uh, finished Snowfall. So yeah, I got it's about time for me to pick up a new project. Um, Charles McNeil, episode two fifty seven. Uh, what up, A and A? I'm sitting here listening to the pod, and you guys began to talk about policing and the white community. I get what Andy is trying to convey. However, it's a little naive talk to the to majority not all white people they tell you not all white people they tell you white people doesn't exist because nothing was handed to them discounting any other factors uh sounds like based on how you articulated that last sentence uh <laughs> there is some policing going on in the white community and they're apparently beating you with their nightsticks uh, when you say we were brought over here as slaves the first rebuttal you get is white people were slaves too, which is factually inaccurate as it pertains to North America. So I believe it want help force feeding white people with white deaths at the hands of the police because it will become a we'll see it happens to us too type of attitude. Race relations won't be made better probably for another 50 years because basically the old guard has to die off. The way these kids are being brought up is different. They are being taught to love one another, no matter your skin color. I do believe race relations will get better. We just might not be alive to see it. Peace and love, Charles. Hey, Charles, uh, $10, nigga. You got to do better. You got to do better. Andy? You want me? To, you want me to just hit it? I'll do it. That's a. It's a lot. Um, well, one is well, give, give us a little bit. Just, we, I want to read another one or two. Okay. Well, first of all, what he said about uh, these the old guard dying off. I, I would love to say that he is correct, and I do think the children are definitely raised different than they were before. But don't forget, we went through the '60s. Remember the marches? All the white people that were there. All the white people that wanted to make changes. All the white people. What happened to those fucking people? What happened? I mean, change has been made. It's just slow coming. But what happened to those people? Did they buy into corporate America? Did they disappear? Because they, they're the ones who uh, didn't understand when Colin Kaepernick took a knee. Those are the same people that were marching in the 60s and now are running companies and, 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 didn't, and, and didn't side with what, what was happening. So um, I want to believe it's funny that I'm, I'm the one coming at this in a different way because I'm usually the one that's supposed to be the cap, but I want to believe that this is going to happen. I want to believe that it is going to get better. I, and I do think that it has gotten better slowly, but this overall change, if it was just a matter of a group of people dying out, 
we should be there already. This is it, it's more than that. But what I what I said to you, what I was trying to convey, and I didn't say this correctly because I thought about it after afterwards and after I listened to it. You don't have to kill the police. Don't have to kill white people to make the change. Uh, it doesn't have to be even advertised. All it has to be is discomfort for the white community. I'm reading, and I have some articles that I was going to bring for when we do our podcast in Phoenix of uh, of transgressions that are happening, that lawsuits and laws are being changed because of how it how it ill how some policing has affected in an ill way the white community. There is another man who died. Uh, a white dude who they're doing something about right now who died the same way uh, George Floyd died. And, and, and those cases make greater progress quicker. That was my point. It wasn't that I thought, um, yeah, I'm going to leave it right there. I, I think I said enough. Well, he, 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 he sends another email. This one is short, but he goes F257 again. Hey, guys, I'm listening to you guys talk about the Toledo case. I live in Chicago, and I'm here to tell you, Andy, that was all on the news for about two weeks. Toledo, as unfortunate it was, uh, did have the gun. Toledo, as unfortunate it was, did have the gun and was firing in the alley moments later. Um, God, I would hate to have you fill out a police report, nigga, uh, trying to catch my killers. Uh, he robbed him, then took off, but turned left, got in car. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, his case is kind of like the Bryant case where it's a split second decision. The kid was 13 and my heart aches because he was out there with an adult who got released from jail a couple of days later. Just off your numbers, we get killed twice as much as white people with five times less the population. Let that sink in. Peace and love, Charles. Yeah, Charles, I gave those numbers, so I understood what you're saying. Uh, twice as much per capita. Overall, more. So what all I'm saying is if there was some more effort to make white people understand, and it just goes back to the Malcolm X saying that he said about JFK when the chickens come home to roost. This happens because you're not doing anything about it. So you think it's happening to one community. It's going to happen to your community. It comes back. It always comes back. That's my point. It wasn't that I thought that this is, this is the big key moment to make the change. I'm saying, and, and it's just like when uh, uh, people also talk about how white America votes, that they vote against their best interest because they believe that they are in a different place. They're not. White people do vote against their their own interests a lot of times because they think that, they, that this country was built in a way that is going to benefit them. It benefits the wealthy. Uh, it, there's a lot more to this. I'm not going to get deep into it because this is an email podcast. I, I have, um, I, I'm sure it's going to come up in our, in our next podcast or two that we do. So we'll have more information. I, I'll have, I'll have a better way of explaining it because I actually have some factual cases that I can use to. I, and, and just keep in mind too, um, we've gotten quite a few emails about that discussion that you and I had. I'm just trying to, I didn't want to flood the whole yeah, I know. email with, with this. So that's, I've been trying to read different shit, positive shit, but I'm, I've read most of the positive different shit. So this is what's left. 
Um, no, and I got about ha- I got about half and half. Like my emails were half. I understood. Oh, really? I understood what you're saying, and then the other ones were like it doesn't make any sense. So right. I, I, I'll, I'll have it make more sense when we talk about it next time. Uh, Raja B F two forty seven A and A. What's up? Great show, y'all. The best. You know the rest. Anyway, I just wanted to chime in on your discussion about bad policing slash racism. I think you both are right. I think Andy was trying to say that showing white deaths by cops would force white people to give a shit about what cops are able to get away with when he started his point. He started by saying that all deaths should be shown, even though the death counts and reasons aren't the same. Cops are rarely held accountable for anything. I think even when showing people a sampling size of what could happen to them change would gain a little more momentum. Love y'all. Keep growing. Roger Barkley. Yeah. By the way, the numbers that I gave, which were, uh, I think 36, 24, 16 throughout the community, black community, um, was 36, 24 for, uh, Hispanic and 16 on white. Those were all those numbers that I gave off. And I, and I don't even think I said it on the, those were all unarmed. So there are similar situations in all the communities. It's not just to your point where you said it was just these are white people doing things and that's why they're getting killed. No, white people get killed not doing things as well. Um, And it goes back again to bad policing. I'm not saying that all police are bad. I think police serve a very, a very needed purpose. But I think the way that we do policing, I think the way that we train policing, uh, it it just it, it isn't working, and we need to we need to change it up. I, I I think I said in that podcast that here in New Jersey, in Newark, New Jersey, which was the murder capital of the world for for I don't know how many years, they didn't draw their, they didn't fire a gun all last year, and it comes from community outreach. It comes from uh, different ways of policing tactics. It changes, and there's ways to do things. It, 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 we have data. We have uh, examples. Um, of and, and this, I, I don't know what's in anyone's heart, but I don't know that I don't think people go to work that day. And again, I'm being very careful how I say this because I know there are some people that this is not true for. But I think the majority of the police don't go to work that day thinking that they're going to shoot someone. I really do believe that. But on the other hand, there probably are some that think that that's going to happen, and those are the people that shouldn't be policing. Or yeah, a lot of them just want to slam a nigga's head through a plate glass window. <coughs> yeah. Uh, here, here. Okay. This next one, uh, Samuel Bailey, podcast listener. Hello, Aries and Andy. The podcast is fucking fire. I only started listening this year, but I'm hooked. I'm on episode 84 now. The Marvel Roundup is my new favorite episode. It was a well-needed break from the heavy race discussions. I'm a big, tall, black British man, so if you read this on the pod, Aries, you need to voice me as a British chat. When I read this, I was like, how do you do that? And I tried to, but it would take me out of the chat impression, the accent. Um, do the, do right, the eye. Do the eye with the regular uh, British impression. Impression. Oh, but you can, no one can what see the eye. We, I, I was going to say, yeah. No, but, no, but even because when I, when I go, I tried to use, Dan, I'm a dominate. If I get 2018, I'm going to dominate. All right, now British. As long as I get 2018, I'm going to dominate. As long as I get 2018. See, it takes me out of the impression. It still works, though. It works. <laughs> it works. 
It worked. Come against me, come against me the ball. <laughs> then we don't got to do. Then we're going to win the game. It's that simple. <laughs> oh, no. No, it worked. All right. Uh, Aries, I hope your views on worldwide racism changed because we are all in this together. When you mourn unjust black lives lost in the USA, we feel it and mourn too. George Floyd's murder sparked protests for how we're treated here. They call us minorities, but together we are far from minor. If we're not in this together, then we're divided. Then their divide and conquer tactic work. Uh, people give Andy a hard time, but he sounds like someone who knows his words are being recorded and may be used against him at a later time. But Andy, fuck that. Speak your mind and be you. I'm way behind in the pod, though, so I need to catch up. Peace and love, son, you. Um, Dude, he sounds like... Go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, he he no. sounds like someone who works in Hollywood that's like taking snippets coming at me later. Uh, 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 uh. But he I'm gets it. You. Yeah, but he gets it. And there is, guys, I mean, honestly, if you take a sentence out of what I say or how I'm saying things, sometimes that can be taken that way. In this business right now, I don't have any momentum. And I would hate to have a little momentum and watch it get crushed because someone took a sentence out of out of context and put it up on on here. So it is a thought in the back of my head. And but I appreciate you saying go for it. it it's just this business makes you. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say a little paranoid. You know, um, I feel you. And, and and listen, when Andy said when George Floyd was murdered, he was murdered in everybody's living room. And I mean, besides him, I don't know how much coverage over on the pond you guys get about what's really going on or going on here with black people and racism and cops in America. Uh, but I would have to think that George Floyd wasn't the first one that was killed in your living room. That being said, I, I, I've seen the things where in Australia, the Aborigines get treated badly because they're darker. I've seen the things where black soccer players in Europe People in the in the in the in the arenas uh, or the stadiums throw banana peels on the field. So I know that niggas catch hell everywhere. I just go in terms of a history, and you tell me. And I'm assuming because I've never heard it or, or seen it to the same degree. Y'all still don't catch it the way we've caught it historically from American slavery for 400 years to the 60s and civil rights, all the way up till today, to, to, to y'all's leaders being assassinated, King, Ever, Mega Evers. So I know niggas catch hell everywhere, but I, I wonder, I don't, I, don't, I don't think y'all's abuse is as extensive as our abuse and our history. But thank you for feeling it. I understand pain is pain, and thank you for sympathizing. Um, yeah, fuck. You know, um, again, you know, I just think sometimes before I go to speak, I think of other people who've written in, and and they say things that I'm supposed to maybe I shouldn't speak because you know I should listen, um, and I'm, it's the white dude that's going to say something about what to add on to what you just said. Um, I understand the empathy that comes from uh, Europe uh, with the black community um, in solidarity with the black community here in the United States. But and to what you said, Aries, I'd like to just remind uh, people that listen to the podcast and understand that that little bit of separation sometimes that you 
that you say about catching hell more in this country. Um, from my understanding, slavery in Europe, because Europe was already developed, especially the British, uh, it was developed. It was home servants. It was. It wasn't the same as where in this country it, the slaves slaves were brought here as, as to do nothing but work to be chattel slavery to be out in the fields to build a nation they were used in a much more not you know i, I got to be i'm trying to choose my words carefully here but it was it it was the aggression that happened here in this country and the way uh it was the ownership it wasn't it was different in this country than it was in Europe than it was in Britain where a lot of it was um home service like they were maids and, and butlers and uh did more of that kind of work where here you were abused you were outside you worked um 20 hour days it it, it is a, it's a, it is a different history and uh you know, you know when I when I hear people speak about, it, especially white people, not understanding why that American ideal of what slavery was in this country, why it's so different, and the projection is different than it is, um, maybe in some other countries or other places throughout the world. This this was this was really brutal. This is this is the worst of humanity. So I don't know if that helps. I don't know if I spoke out of turn, um, but understanding that I think is part of understanding what we have to reckon with here in this country still. Yeah. Cheers, Mike. Uh, yeah, brother. But again, thank you for uh, expressing your viewpoint. And I hear where you're coming from. And it's nice to know that, you know, other uh, over on the other side, uh, you, you, we share each other's sympathy. Uh, thank you. All right, let's get to the, uh, that's an hour. Let's get to, oh, Coach, just, I know you listen, brother. I know I got, we got your email. We're going we're gonna to read it on the next email when I promise. We would have read it on this one, but I got a tough hard out because I got to do this radio interview uh, to promote the show in Phoenix with the number one Latin station. Um, and incidentally, guys, uh, in, uh, this coming Thursday, and the following Thursday, there's a two-parter. I did uh, Russell Russell Peters podcast called Culturally Canceled uh, with rap icon Big Daddy Kane and Lord Finesse and uh, Mad Skills. It was fire. Big Daddy Kane was the truth. It was awesome. Check that out, guys. Culturally Canceled with Russell Peters and Big Daddy Kane. A two-parter this Thursday. Next Thursday, uh, of course, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and uh, Andy, anything else before we swing to the music guest? No, uh, this episode has been sponsored by Pepto-Bismol, uh, which Aries is yes, going <laughs> to pick up and drink. It was, that, was, uh, that was satirical, uh, Pepto-Bismol. I don't want them uh, suing us, uh, but Aries, please. Do something for your gastrointestinal situation. Man, I, I, I'm telling you, dog, when I start running off at the mouth on this podcast, brother, it gets uh, it gets heavy. <laughs> it's heavy, nigga. <laughs> Give him the so, music, um, son. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. This right here is from, I can't say this nigga's name, Rizwan from Instagram. 
R-Z-Z-W-A-N-N from Instagram. Uh, I don't know what the name of the song is. He didn't put it. But his Instagram is at R-Z-Z-W-A-N-N. Facebook, R-Z-Z-W-A-N-N. TikTok at R-Z-Z-W-A-N-N. And YouTube at R-Z-Z-W-A-N-N. Uh, yeah, enjoy. Uh, love you guys. We out, right? Yeah, we're out. We're going to be, uh, like you said, you're going to be listening to this when we're in Phoenix. We're going to be the, the 20th to the 20. 20- uh, third or the, what, did I, what did I say that was the 20th to the, yeah, I think it is 20th to the 23rd. And then we're going to be the following week in helium, helium in uh, Philly, the 27th through the 30th, man. I'm so excited to go back to Philly guys. Thank you very much. Oh, and real quick. Um, tell me what, what, what's this Thursday to date? This Thursday is the 20th. Okay, cool. Yep. We are here. Go. Yep, my chip, my chip, one, two, hola, on those. Check it out, this is a different beat. Yeah, I'm the thriller in Manila. Despicably ecstatic, affirmatic, automatic. Capitan Fiedo, the building, casa. Hola, senorita, que pasa? Let me holla at you. Forget about the English, pick one, permiente. My beats like Lisa Prente. Salsa Marengue, Ritmos Caliente. I'm a Risa one, the one and only one. Warriors, but like me, no none. Have you seen an albino rhino in a mad silo? Go, go, shorty. It's your birthday. No, not Guantanamo Bay. It's more like Acapulco Bay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We hot like Kalahari. It's a narrow rally. Mother who are Yeah, hello, Ali. Let's go to the alley. If I like you, we'll take you to the valley. Elion Shujarali. God damn, I'm multilingual. Mazajman Ali. Kujarafte Jamali. Yeah. Now, let's go to the different beat. Dambo Mandele Daraga. Janti Kanebea Mani Baraga. Go. Tao Shoto To Diruto. Taizaira Manakuruko. It's me back again. Let me analyze and finalize. Do you ever realize that we immortalize? I got only a few minutes. I wanna let y'all know. I'm from the projects from Chicago, where the legends go, that's where I go. My queen from Morocco, I'm the king of the castle, nothing but hot though. I'm the Castro, cool as ice though, I'm the maestro, I'm so natural. Go. Capitan Siguelo en la casa, hola. Get pussy. <laughs>